Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. Today's a very special Sunday. If this is your first Vision Sunday with us, get ready, get ready, get ready. Am I okay right here? There we go. You're gonna have this card on your chair and uh, you can just have it out. I'm gonna real quick expand on a thought, but if something while we're talking comes to you, you can write it down and we're gonna give you time before service is over to just have a time of prayer with the worship on to write down the vision card, what's happened. But before we do that, I felt this morning that God gave me a scripture that was a prophetic word that I want to release over our campus. I'll admit it was definitely, uh, the thought was induced by the weather. By the way, I like days like this because anyone that's in the house, I know you're hungry for a word from God. Like this is the, look around, you want to know who's going to get some in 2023, who's going after God in 2023? They are right here in this room. We, hey, whatever it takes. We were listening to Imagine Dragons, whatever it takes, as we were driving to church today, and I loved it. I loved it, whatever it takes. Isaiah 45, the verse that I want to release over is verse 8, but I'm going to start at verse 7 because I felt somebody needed to hear this. It's God talking. He said, I form the light and create darkness. I make peace and create calamity. I, the Lord, do all these things. As we get ready to write down vision, I want you to understand that God reigns in every place he is, he is present. He can reign in your highest high, the lightest part, the part that you just want to put on Instagram. You're like, look at how awesome this part of me is. He will reign in that place, but he will also reign in the darkest corner, the area where maybe there's trauma or hurt. Listen, when God is in that place, he will reign there. He can reign in your darkness and your light. He doesn't want you to limit what he can do based off of how you see the thing. He can reign in your peace. Maybe this year you've You've met Jesus for the first time. You've started to walk this out, and you've been feeling this amazing peace. I know when I first had Jesus in my heart, my life transformed. I felt so free. I felt so much peace, you know, and here's the truth. There are times of peace, and then there are times where we've got to suit up, and we are in warfare, and I want to tell you that God reigns in your peace, and he reigns in the chaos, okay? You might not want to put something on your vision card because you're afraid that, like, well, it's too chaotic. It's too crazy. I don't know if he can handle it. He reigns in every place. He reigns in every place. Now, here's the word I want to release. Verse 8, Isaiah 45, verse 8. Rain down, you heavens, from above, and let the skies pour down righteousness. Let the earth open, let it bring forth salvation, and let the righteousness spring up together, together. For some of you, your breakthrough, the things you want to see happen in your vision card are going to require a together. We've got our connect table in the back. You need to do life with people. Some of the keys to your destiny, other people hold. It's how God intended it. It says it's not good for man to be alone. 
You're not an island Christian. There are no lone rangers in the kingdom. Even the lone ranger had Tonto, so his name is false. Okay? False prophet. And let the righteous spring up together. I, the Lord, have created it. What I believe in 2023 is going to happen is that you're going to see righteousness coming down and salvation bubbling up. Why is salvation bubble up? Because salvation is a supernatural thing. Once you have salvation in your heart, once you've asked Jesus in your heart, you are transformed not from the outside in, but the inside out. That's how you can sniff out religion right away. All religion demands conformity on the outside to fit in. We don't have a special garb that we make you wear. We don't have any of that stuff because it's a transformation from the inside. The gospel begins to transform you from the inside out. It is supernatural. You will begin to not desire the things you used to desire. You begin to crave his righteousness. And listen, he will rain it down on you. He will rain it down on you. This is the year God has set apart. It's been, I don't know for everyone, everyone's had different experience. Maybe 2022 was just... You just skated through. It was awesome. Maybe you're like Pastor Andy running through red lights like, I'm going to (laughs) crash, whatever it is. But it's a new year. It's a new year. And I love what Pastor Jurgen said in that video. Look, I'm all for great books and advice and, you know, walking on coals. In fact, I'm going to go do a cold plunge today if I can get up the mountain. So (laughs) a few other people, if you guys want to join, come talk to me after. I'm going to go jump in a cold an ice-cold lake. I don't know why. <laughs> Supposedly, it's good for me, okay? <laughs> but I, I, why not? Why not? But if you think that, that your life is going to change because you read a book or because you practice a thing or because you've gotten cold water, there's nothing wrong with those things but the self-help train. That's not how God made you. Yeah. If self-help worked, Jesus wouldn't have needed to die. We need his help, his help, his help. It's his word. You want to transform your life? I'll save you thousands of dollars. You can join any mastermind you want. That's all good and dandy. I'm nothing against those things. But you want to absolutely change your life, for $18, you buy a one-year Bible and you stick to it. Okay? And if you already have a Bible, that's fine. Use just get the plan and do it. I, I'm not trying to sell the Bibles. I don't make any profit off of those. They're not, it's not mine. But I'm just saying, you can, the word of God in you is transformative. And that's what really stuck out to me. But I also want to talk real quick on the lens you read your word. The lens you read your word. Listen, you're going to write down your, your vision statement or your visions here and people you're praying for and all that. We do this too, by the way. It's not like I, I'm going to keep this in my Bible or on my mirror where I'll see it every day. But the reason you want to get the word of God in you is because God doesn't want to work for you. He wants to work with you. He's not a genie in the bottle. He wants relationship. And it's his good pleasure to take care of his kids. He has nothing wrong with some of the crazy dreams I have on here. In fact, it makes him happy but he wants to work with me. And so these vision cards at the end of the week, you you keep these in your Bible, maybe as your placeholder, as you're reading the word, and you're you're applying the word of God. You're applying the word of God. But I want to make sure your lens is right. So the title of this short 10-minute message is God's 
for raptor. It's not, I did, it's not a dinosaur with a lisp. <laughs> a velociraptor. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't stutter. A phoropter. Anybody ever been to the eye doctor? Remember that when you look like an owl? Better, worse, better, worse, better, worse, 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 better, better, worse, worse, worse. You know, you do the whole thing. I had really, I had really bad eyesight in my right eye, so they would do that thing forever. Finally, I just got LASIK surgery in it, but that's another story. But God's phoropter, the lens you look through determines how you see. Are you seeing clearly? Are you seeing clearly? Because Jeremiah 1, 9 through 10, Pastor Jurgen read it. It says, see, today I appointed you over the nations and kingdoms to uproot, tear down, destroy, overthrow, build, and plant. Interesting combination there. There's a demolition, and then there's a planting and building. You've got to be able to see clearly what you need to tear down out of your life, what you need to uproot out of your life, what you need to rip out of your life, and then you also need to be able to see clearly what I need to water, what I need to plant, what I need to grow. And friends, I'm here to tell you that that only comes from getting the word of God in your soul. It's the light. You can't see without the light. By definition, if you have a blind spot in your world, guess what? You can't see it. That's the definition. So if you're thinking that not getting the light in your world, not letting the Holy Spirit, giving the Holy Spirit that word of God to, to be what the Bible says in James, like looking in the mirror and seeing who you really are. Hebrews says it's sharper than a double-edged sword. It's a living word. It cuts spirit from spirit. You got to know what spirit you're in. You might be so used to living in a spirit of fear that every time you read your Bible, you read it with a spirit of fear. And you, you read Jericho, and you don't think you're Joshua. You think you're Jericho. Oh. You're like, ah, it's going to, you know, you're Joshua. You're Joshua in the Bible. You're Moses in the Bible. You're David in the Bible. Okay? But yet, I can see some of Jericho in me, too. I'm like, uh-oh, maybe I'll fix that. It removes my blind spot. Spirit of uh, poverty. God says you can plant. He came to Adam, original taste. said, hey, whatever you like here, if you like oranges, plant more oranges. Expand the garden. Go as far as you want. Start an orange factory. I don't care. Just use the seeds I've given you and plant. Maybe you're afraid to be blessed by God because you think that him blessing you means somebody else misses out on blessings. He is not that kind of God. He won't steal from Peter to give to Paul. That's not how he works. He's big enough. He's great enough. He can give you a promotion and the person at your work that you like a promotion. He can do anything and everything. But you got to have that lens. The lens gets clearer with the word of God. You begin to see clearer. You get an encounter with God. So what are the primary lenses I want you to embrace the word of God? And the lenses I want you to write these visions down. These visions down. Well, 1 Corinthians 13 is not just a chapter in the Bible for weddings, okay? Some of you get that. It's love is patient, love is kind, love is, yeah. That's a great verse. It's a great verse, but it's a great chapter apart from a wedding. And it talks about, at the end of it, 1 Corinthians 13, 11 through 13, it says, when I was a child, I spoke like a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child, but when I became a man, 
or ladies, woman, I put away childish things. Put away childish things. Just going to stop right there. One of the hardest things to get vision for your life is to leave behind, for most people, is to leave behind your childhood. Right? For some of us, childhood was great. We had very great parents. That's awesome. Some of us, maybe a little dysfunction. Some of us, a lot of dysfunction. Some of us, no function. Like, there's all these different parameters, but at some point, we have to say, you know what? I'm not going to let my past define my future. And I don't want you to limit what you'd put on that vision card because of how you grew up or the family you came from. Jesus came and he literally split time in half. He ripped time in half. It's a prophetic sign that when he comes into your world, there is a BC and there is an AD. And in the AD, his mercies are new every morning. His grace is with you. And you have a new bloodline. The blood of Jesus is stronger than your DNA blood. You are from that bloodline. So cancel it. Do not let your vision be defined by how you grew up. Don't even let it get defined by yesterday. That was a year ago, guys. That was a whole year ago. Let it go. Somebody here, don't let it get defined by last night. Step up. Step to Jesus. Repent. It says instantly he forgives. And if it's something you need healing for, pray with one of our ministry team. Confession brings healing. That's what the Bible says. Boy, I didn't even get through verse one of the three. All right, here we go. <laughs> Put away childish things. For now we see in a mare dimly. The right lens. But face to face. I know in part with this dimly, but I shall know just also as I am known. You see, you take these visions and you get with God and you get in his word. You begin to see clearly. And you'll not just see yourself clearly and see the future clearly, but you'll know that he sees you. He sees you, right? And then he says this, and now abide faith, hope, love these three, but the greatest of these is love. Listen, when you read your Bible this year, when you hear a word of God, I want you to attach it to faith, hope, and love. Every single word in this book was written to give you faith, to bring you hope, and because he loves you. He loves you. Why does it say that the greatest is love? Because you're not going to need the other two on the other side of eternity. Once we get to heaven, we're not going to need faith and hope. It'll be staring us right in the face. And we'll join a million angels and be like, holy cow, this is crazy. But right now, he wants you to read your Bible with faith, hope, and love. If you, faith, let's start there. Bible says in Hebrews eleven six, it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he wants you to be perfect. No. That he expects and demands behavior. No. It's that he rewards 
those who sincerely seek him. God actually wants you to have enough faith to believe that when he says, seek first the kingdom and all these things will be added to you, that that's actually what he wants to do. He wants you to believe that he rewards a pursuit of him. Too many Christians say, well, I don't even expect anything from God. But he says that makes him angry. I want you to believe that I reward a pursuit of me. That's faith. That's faith. That's why we're going to go into a fast. I don't fast because I enjoy not eating. I actually really enjoy eating. It's a problem. I'm working on it. I love eating. Y'all, you laugh too hard at some of the... Anyways. But I have faith that if I don't demand my rights from him and I say, God, I'd rather have more of you than what my stomach says I need right now. I have faith that he'll reward that. It doesn't make him love me more, but it does turn the favor volume up because I'm pursuing him. So I want to encourage you, write down audacious goals. But if, and I'll, I'll be honest, I've been guilty of this been awake a long time. There are years I wrote on this and I never looked at it again. You know what's funny? Still God's good. Some things happen, but usually not all of them. But I'm telling you, if you attach faith, man, I'm going to pray over these things. I'm going to, this is going to be in my Bible. I'm going to look to these things. Watch what he can do. But he actually wants you to read your Bible like that. He wants you, when you read a promise, to say, oh my gosh. If he, because Hebrews says that because of Jesus, we have been adopted into all the promises of the Old Testament for the Israel people. We are now his people. And because we are his people, you can read something in the Old Testament and go, wait a minute. He said that if, I, if we have no other gods before him and we, we don't worship idols, that he's going to bless me in that land. You can go all the way into New Testament and go, wait a minute. That translates because I've been adopted into the family of God. You can actually take these promises and apply them to your life. Next is hope. I can't remember what book it was, but I was reading a book on some of the survivors of the Holocaust. And there's also, they talked about POWs in prison, uh, in encampments, you know. And it says that the people that survive are the ones that keep hope. So one, it's not the torture, it's not the lack of food, it's when you lose hope. People perish. God wants you to have hope. Was that hope is actually believing that he's good and he loves you and he's got a plan. You know, some days that's super easy. The sun's out, it's easy. There's other days, it's not always easy, but hold your hope. Hold your hope. I want to just tackle this one thing real quick here. Why is it important that we believe and trust God to bless us? Because he intends for you to be blessed to be a blessing. The Bible says that it's the kindness of the Lord that leads people to repentance. He wants to, you to have hope and believe that he's, he's going to use your life. He's going to touch your life in a way that causes people to go, you know, I knew you before. Something's different. You, you, there's actually joy in you. That's what 1 Peter 3.15 says this. 
But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you the reason for the hope that is in you. The hope. Too many professing Christians walk around and, and they, they speak hopelessness. Oh, you just see the CNN, the vaccine, you know, they just, and it's just hopeless. Oh, you know, better, better buy all your survival food because everything's going, you know, whatever. Be prepared for crazy things. But what I'm saying is, is we need to speak hope into people's world. I have not seen anywhere in the Bible where God does a retreat. He's, he's a winner. He wins. He's going to keep winning. He's going to keep raising up the church. We need to be hope. Oh, I'm getting off track. Hope on your vision card. Okay? And finally, the last thing, I'll leave this, and we're going to, Ben, you guys can come up, is read your Bible and write your vision card believing that you have a Father in heaven who loves you. He loves you. You need, you need to hear this. If you feel tempted to not make eye contact and look down right now, I want to look up. Look up. He loves you. He loves you. Well, yeah, but pastor, you don't know what I did. No, 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 no. He loves you. That's why he provoked you to come to church today. That's why he's calling you up out of that thing. He loves you. It says this in Matthew 7, verse 11. If you then, being evil, he's talking about us, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? You, some of you maybe need to write that verse on your vision card to remember, if we as broken humans know how to give good gifts to our children, how much more does your perfect Father in heaven know how to take care of you? Know how to bless you? He... He likes it when you dream. He wants you to have a vision for your life. And then here's the crazy thing. He doesn't want to work for you. He wants to work with you. He says, let's take, your, let's take this vision, this dream in your heart. Let's me and you in relationship work this thing out together. He loves, he loves you. He wants to be in relationship with you. Okay, so what we're going to do right now is put our right lens on. God is big, God is powerful, God loves you, and he's for you, okay? And I want you to take those vision cards and just take a minute and pray. What are you believing for in 2023? Who are you believing for? Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already, and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.